What you're about to hear is a special crossover episode of Once Upon a Time and Once Upon a Time in Wonderland podcasts as we discuss both shows. So you're not hearing the wrong show, you're hearing a crossover. You're listening to Once, episode 130, and Wonderland, episode 12. Welcome back to another episode of Once and Crossover Episode with Wonderland, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show Once Upon a Time and in Wonderland. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. I'm Erin. I'm Jacqueline. So we've got four here from different backgrounds, from different shows. Erin is co-host with us on the Wonderland show. Jacqueline helps moderate our forums, and she's been a guest with us in a couple past episodes of One's podcast. We're going to have some fun here, talking about both shows just before both of them come back. I just realized what this episode is. Yes. It is the burning red room for One's podcast and the Wonderland podcast, where it all comes together and we can talk. There, there was this room, and, and there were these podcasters in it. <laughs> And everything was on fire. Is that well, flowery meadow the equivalent of the burning red room for Wonderland? <laughs> yes. The I Boro think so. Grove, yeah. Boro Grove. This there is your go. burning red Boro Grove. So here's a little warning, though, for you listening to us right now. If you haven't caught up to the mid-season finales of both Once Upon a Time's third season and Once Upon a Time in Wonderland's Then what are you doing with your season. lives? <laughs> this will have spoilers up to that point. Mm-hmm. And then after we finish our main discussion, there will be some spoilers about what's coming up in Once Upon a Time and Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. So don't worry about being spoiled about future stuff until later. But we hope that you're current on both shows up until now. And if you watch just Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, or if you watch that first and then came to Once Upon a Time, we'd love to hear from you. You can email feedback at oncepodcast.com. And all of the URLs I'm going to give are going to be related to oncepodcast.com. It's the same site, really. So (laughs) Wonderland Podcast and Once Podcast are at the same place, in case you didn't know. And the show notes for this episode will be at oncepodcast.com slash 131. So we've got just a couple weeks until the shows come back. Wonderland comes back first, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Just by a few days. Yep. It is on actually in 15 days, 16 minutes, and 53 <laughs> seconds as of this recording. Not that we're counting. No, no it's not close. And Once Upon a Time proper 18. is 17 days, 23 hours, 16 minutes, and 40 seconds. And I don't know how that works, except that hmm, I'll have to ponder that. Except it's two hours earlier here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's cheating. Let's talk about one of the cheating characters in Once Upon a Time. <laughs> by cheating, I mean doesn't play by the rules. Cora. Or she hasn't played by the rules. Since we're talking about Once Upon a Time and Once Upon a Time in Wonderland Cora's together. Your favorite. Which we could just refer to them as Once and Wonderland or whatever terms you want to use. If Wonderland is mentioned, it's probably Wonderland. I keep holding on to this theory that we're going to see Cora in Wonderland. I think so. 
I hope so. Because we've seen... I think we have to. Yeah. Well, okay. Jacqueline, you said you think we have to. Why do you think we have to? Well, I don't know how you can have a Alice in Wonderland story and not bring in the Queen of Hearts when you've introduced her into the universe already. She seems pretty vital. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And so many things must have been affected by her to bring the story to the point that we see it in Wonderland. Yeah, I mean, she's ruling her part of the kingdom. And I would imagine that she at least knows Anastasia, the Red Queen, somehow. So I want to know what their history is. Yeah, one of the things that we've theorized before, and I know the forums are talking about this as well, is that since Will doesn't have his heart... And it was taken from him, and Alice helped him literally get his heart back. Mm-hmm. Ew. And we know that his heart is not in him now, that he just never put it back, but he, he knows where it is. So his heart was taken from him before. That, to me, screams, Cora. Well, that's more like whispering. That's a whisper. <laughs> <laughs> that was a dark um, magic whisper. <laughs> I... I originally agreed with you that it screams Cora, but I actually don't think Cora took Will's heart anymore. Oh, why is that? Because I think it would be much more, quote, poetic and once upon a time if it was Anna that took his heart. Hmm, um, I think I might with, agree. With Under the instruction of Cora. I think Anastasia is like a Regina fill-in for Cora. Hmm. But... Do you think it was something like Cora enchanted her momentarily so she could, just like Cora enchant or Regina enchanted Hook? No, I think Anastasia just knows magic. I think she was Cora's pupil. Sort of like how Rumpelstiltskin taught Cora and Regina how to take hearts. Cora taught Anna. I think that makes sense. I saw that theory in the forum and that got me thinking that Anastasia was in the enchanted forest right up until like the furthest back point that we have of her. And that's when she jumps into the portal with Will. And if she was in the enchanted forest, there's also a really strong possibility that Rumpel could have taught her magic. But to me, like the whole, whether Anastasia can take hearts to me is a little bit weak just because otherwise couldn't she have just taken Alice's heart and made Alice use her wishes and then be done with it. There's probably some magic rule that would prohibit that. I kind of think that after Anastasia took Will's heart, if that theory is true, that that was so traumatic for her that she sort of stopped taking hearts. It's something that she wasn't ever going to do again. She's not Regina. She's not taking hearts in order to control people. She took the heart of probably her one true love, and now she's done because she can't actually believe that she did that. Well, I could see that happening, too, because certainly she, ever since she left Will, she's wanted Will back. And that's why in the mid-season finale, we learned that's kind of why she's been doing all of this stuff is that she wanted to change the past. She wanted to go back and have Will back for all this time. And she's been missing him. You think this was then her way of lovingly getting, I mean, it's weird to say lovingly here, but (laughs) Like, she wanted his heart not out of malice, but out of love. And that's why she took it? Is that what you're saying? No, I think she did it to prove her loyalty to Korra. Okay. Korra, you know, is like, in order to be queen, to rule your people, you have to take this man's heart. 
And that's what Anastasia wanted at the time when she thought she wanted to be queen. And so she takes Will's heart. And then I think after that, she has a (laughs) a change of heart. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and we don't know where Anastasia learned her magic. Yeah. She doesn't seem to know much magic. We've only seen her use a handful of tricks. Some basic levitation here and there. Some other things. Some simple things. Yeah, but nothing amazing nothing extremely powerful right true true it's all on the wrist i mean yeah she she yeah, blocked wrist. the lightning coming from jafar right jafar but didn't she just bounce that off the yeah. lamp the bottle oh the yeah bottle. that's right yeah so the lamp deflected it maybe she was just in the right place at the right time hmm. well she did chop off one of the tweedles heads <laughs> True. And stick it in a box and have it still talk, which is a total Cora thing. That's exactly what she did to Jefferson. <laughs> yeah. I think, though, that that's just a Wonderland thing, because isn't there people in the Caterpillars underground, oh, under Underland that still talk? Maybe that's just what happens. Yeah, that head, screaming head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it could be the weird thing. You can get disemboweled or dismembered <laughs> oh my. in Wonderland and still live. <laughs> We're going to just say decapitated. Okay. (laughs) Well, before we go on, I want to tell you about something really cool. Once Upon a Time is based on fairy tales, books, stories (laughs) stories that we've read, that we've grown up with. And you probably have a busy life and it might be difficult for you to hear some of these original stories, but don't let that keep you from digging into the original stories, reliving some of your childhood, sharing that with your family. And the way that I recommend that you do that is with... Audible. Audible is sponsoring this episode of One's Podcast, and we really appreciate their support. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash once. That's audiblepodcast.com slash O-N-C-E. And here's why you should do it. You get some awesome stuff. They've got a massive library of audiobooks there. It's, I think, the biggest, best place to find audio entertainment. You can find Grimm's Fairy Tales, you can find Peter Pan, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, all of these stories that we see in Once Upon a Time and talk about with Once Upon a Time and Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. They're coming from books, and you can listen to those books. Not just dry readings, but great voices. Sometimes it's dramatization. Sometimes you can get the special condensed, abridged version of these stories to be able to consume it a little bit faster. But here's what you get. If you go to audiblepodcast.com slash once and sign up there, you get a 30-day free trial. And you get a free audiobook. You can pick just about any audiobook from the library, and it's completely free. And even if you cancel your trial membership, you still get to keep the audiobook. So go over there, audiblepodcast.com slash once to get your free audiobook, free 30-day trial, and find some awesome entertainment. And if you're not interested in reading some of the original fairy tales, Audible has so many other great resources over there. Technical books, fiction, nonfiction, dramatized, all kinds of books over there. Check it out. And I'm confident you'll find something that you will really want to read. That's at audiblepodcast.com slash once. I want to see that Cora has been a part of this story and not just some character that's existed during some of the backstory, but that she's actually influenced and maybe caused some of these events to come to pass. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I would like to see that too. But we've never heard Alice mention Cora. That's true. And that's, that is a little weird because traditionally the knave of hearts works for the queen of hearts. And if Alice got back Will's heart, you would think it would be from Cora given what Carol wrote in his books. Yeah. And that would make sense, especially, yeah. Knave of hearts, queen of hearts. Right. But she, Alice might not have ever met the queen of hearts. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, that it does. That strays a lot, though, from the original fairy tale, which is up to this point, anything from Alice's childhood that we've seen in Wonderland has been parallel with the with with the original book. Like she's wearing the same outfit. She talks about the same things. And it just seems like for her to not have met the Queen of Hearts would just it would be a very Hmm. big disappointment for me. And maybe they've chosen to not have her mention the Queen of Hearts because there's been enough, for some reason, confusion over the Red Queen (laughs) and the Queen of Hearts being different people. Right. So if she had the actress, (laughs) (laughs) if really, yeah. If um, if Alice had mentioned the Queen of Hearts without actually showing her face, people might have gotten really confused, sadly, mm-hmm. and thought that they were talking about the Red Queen. So maybe they just chose not to mention her yet. Well, and, you know, tying this into Once Upon a Time's timeline, consider that we know about the curse that happened and certain things that were important that tie into Wonderland that happened with the curses for or around the curses. For one thing, Regina pushed Cora through the looking glass. She, we assume shortly after that, Cora somehow rose to power. That could be cool to maybe see that maybe story. Maybe by meeting a certain king. Yeah, who is looking <laughs> for a certain wife. Right. <laughs> yeah, very true. One other thing we know is that when Regina cast the curse, it took Maleficent with them to Storybrooke. So Maleficent is gone from the Enchanted Forest. Mm-hmm. Now, what we know from Wonderland is when just before Will and Anastasia went through their little looking glass, remember who they got that looking glass from? Maleficent. Yeah. So they went to Wonderland before the curse. Oh, yes. And the Knave of Hearts was in Storybrooke. So he was pulled from wherever he was, brought to Storybrooke to live there. I actually have a theory about that. Oh. I think he was in the Enchanted Forest. And this ties back into Will's heart. Because I think after Will and Alice get Will's heart back, he takes it to the Enchanted Forest and puts it into um, the house that he and Anastasia shared. And then, like, seconds after that happens, he gets pulled into Storybook from oh. Regina's purse. You know, that I think that makes total sense. They've been very, it's not very clear about whether Will was ever cursed in Storybrooke or not. He just said, like, he knows where Hatter is. He's in, he's in this place where he was going to make a nice life for himself. Hmm. It doesn't, it's not specific, but that it wouldn't surprise me if that was what happened. Well, and Will was in Storybrooke long enough to be influenced by modern culture because he even said things like that he wanted to be back at home watching the telly. Well, that's all relative because they are both. (laughs) so he has all this knowledge implanted just like everybody else yeah but he did get used to it yeah one would so my thinking here then is that anastasia was then queen oh so well see here's something to consider anastasia would have been queen when the curse hit 
Right. Yes. So Anastasia is queen at the same time as Cora is queen. Well, maybe. Yes. Queen yeah, of those people. Yeah. Cora was in the Enchanted Forest when the curse Just hit. before the curse hit. She left with Hook like the, the day before the curse hit. Yeah. I would say maybe a week before. Okay. I don't remember how I know that. Um, because of, in the episode, uh, it's called the queen of, uh, yeah, the queen of hearts <laughs> is when the queen of hearts was revealed and, you know, we all cheered. Yes, it is Cora. And when Regina <laughs> sent hook to go get Cora, oh, he brought right, Cora right. back and then Cora pretended to be dead. Regina gave that sob story over Cora's seemingly dead body. And then Cora <laughs> rose from there. Hint, by the way. A new podcast is coming to Noodle Mix Network that has something to do with what I just said. and <laughs> But not with Once Upon a Time at all. Yeah, not with Once Upon a Time. <laughs> but you might enjoy it. It's about another TV show out there coming out soon. Watch for it at noodle.mx. But anyway, back to this show. Um, so then Cora and Hook talked, and Cora said, Regina is going to cast this curse. We need to make preparations. Almost right after that, we get to see one of my favorite scenes from season yes. two when Cora enacted the dome and saved everyone under the dome. Shut up. <laughs> you know what I want to say. Stop shamelessly plugging. That you one was on podcast about under the dome, Daniel. Yeah, we do. At under the dome radio.com. What do you mean? We, <laughs> but that was maybe a week or a few days just before the curse hit that Regina saw Cora decided she looked mm-hmm. dead. Mom, you look dead. I'm going to assume you're dead. Oh, my gosh. So then then Cora was queen just before she came. Yes. But Anastasia became queen short... Well, uh, what? How long were they in Wonderland before Anastasia became queen? Didn't seem like... long. Yeah, it didn't seem like very long, and she certainly hadn't learned any magic. It... I'm, I'm thinking it was a few months... I thought yeah. somewhere Will had yeah. said how long they were in Wonderland. Probably, but you got the idea that it wasn't very, because yeah. they weren't surviving very well. Yeah, it was long enough for them to start giving up hope. Right. And for some people, you know, when they, they have their big dreams, hope dies slowly. When they start trying to pursue those dreams, they think they're there. Sometimes. So, Sometimes. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with maybe a few months that they were there. <laughs> And it just didn't pan out the way they wanted it to. That is not a season three reference. (laughs) (laughs) So that means Anastasia would have been frozen during the curse, we assume, because probably Wonderland was affected as well. Yes. Yes. Something like that. So then. All the lands were affected, they were all frozen. Yeah. That's what seems to have happened. Yeah. Wonderland, fictional London. So then Alice comes into this picture before the curse also, because Anastasia knew Alice when Alice was a little girl. And Anastasia came to Wonderland when she was not far from being queen. So I know this is, Jeremy's giving expressions like, wow, this is getting confusing. Well, I'm giving expressions because I think that people in fictional london which i guess i have to accept as a thing at this point not believing in magic and yet having been frozen for 28 years i don't think those two things line up and i'm not sure if we have any reason to believe that every land was frozen 
I can't remember well, if that's been the specifically ones we've said. seen were frozen. I don't know because they keep saying Wonderland is different now. Mm-hmm. Right, like it's almost like they were in like a like a depression or something. Not necessarily like that they were frozen, but that they I don't know, like it wasn't getting what it needed. But they had to be because nobody aged. Yeah, and think about oh. what happened to the Enchanted Forest. The ogres came back. At some point during the curse or just after the curse was broken, to be the ogres after. came back. With fewer people in the land to yeah. fight them. Unless the ogres were somehow not affected, so Regina left it so they could. Well, that would take be over. a pretty big wipeout if everybody's frozen except the ogres. So I think we can assume the ogres were frozen or else all the people would have been yeah. eaten. Yeah, it or starts getting too complex do. to try and explain that they weren't frozen. Yes. Something about the timeline that I've never understood, but certainly don't like that's certainly not helping. And it has been a while since I've seen season one, so I might have once upon a time, so I might be messing something up. But Regina went to Wonderland with the Mad Hatter with Jefferson to get her dad, Henry, so that she would have the last ingredient that she needed for the curse. Correct? No, she got Henry Sr. back. Just because she didn't want Cora to have leverage against Regina anymore. Okay. That was before she even knew she had to kill her father for the curse. Okay. Quotes on had to. That that helps a lot. Yes. Because then I was going to talk about Cora was there when she took her dad from there because then she cut off Jefferson's head. But then if that was right before the curse, then that wouldn't have made sense. So, yes. Sorry. Thank you. That makes a lot more sense now. And also... um, Will knew about Jefferson, knew who the Hatter was, yeah, and knew that he was gone in some way. So that gives more credence to the fact that these timelines do go over each other. Mm-hmm. But there's this big gap for at least Wonderland that we don't know what happened right. between when Cora left and what we see today in Wonderland. And I'd say even before Cora left, because I still like the idea oh, yeah. that she taught Anastasia yeah. magic. Yeah. It almost seems like that has to be what happened. Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense. And she does the same things. So let's take a break from that brain freezing, trying yes. to figure out the timeline, and thank some people. Thank you, big, big, big thank you <laughs> to Steve Johnson, David Newland, Lisa Slack, Michael and Anne Mateson, Callie Foster, Julia Portella, DJ Firewolf, Lori Ann, and Laura Silva for donating to make this episode of Once Podcast and Wonderland Podcast possible. Big thank you so much, because we really could not continue to host the podcast without your ongoing support. Even when we don't release episodes, it still costs to run the server, run the website, keep the forums going, keep stuff updated. More updates are coming very soon to fix some problems. Trust me, that will be good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know, Jacqueline, you're excited about that. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So big thank you for donating. And almost all of these that I mentioned are subscribers. So they automatically donate each month with PayPal or a credit card. And huge thanks for that. And also we've got a couple individual donations. And if you would like to help support our podcast, then please consider going to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor. You can contribute with a one-time or automatic ongoing donation for the podcast. And we'd be deeply grateful. Thank you so much, Steve, David, Lisa, Michael, and Anne, Callie, Julia, DJ, Lorianne and Laura. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Last time I counted, we only had four people here. Oh, no. It's a shadow. One of the major crossovers, I think, with Once Upon a Time and Once Upon a Time in Wonderland that if, at first I thought they would be doing differently is the whole flashback storytelling method. We've seen that with Lost. And was Lost really the first series that used that as a regular storytelling mechanism? Uh, hmm, probably. I'm not really an expert, but I can't remember watching anything out of order, <laughs> basically, before that show. Yeah, and Once Upon a Time uses that with the the once-befores or the, the flashbacks of these different characters. The first couple episodes of Wonderland, though, looked like it would be different, which excited me because I'm almost getting a little bit tired of the flashback storytelling mechanism. I'm not. But... Um, those first couple episodes were more topical flashback that they gave us, but now they've gone to just regular flashbacks as we know them from Lost Mm -hmm. and from Once Upon a Time. Well, to some degree, some flashbacks, even in Lost, were kind of more of, they were various time periods in a character's life. Right. So they were almost topical. And sometimes they tricked us. Too. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Ish. <laughs> oh, you, I'm not telling you what times they tricked you. I'm guessing or, it's what I'm watching right now. <laughs> there is this one time with a balloon. And even Jeremy doesn't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, exactly, no. And in our forums somewhere, we weren't able to find the post on this, but I saw one of you made a note. Something about title similarities. Tell me what's going on there with some of the titles. Some of the titles for Once Upon a Time and Wonderland... Um, particularly the season, the mid-season finales, I guess I should say, line up. So Wonderland 108 is called Home, and Once Upon a Time 311 is going home, because Home is probably the central theme for both shows, I would say. Home is where the heart is. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Or is it? (laughs) Right. Um, there were a couple other things with the titles, just like once 303 and Wonderland 103 both had Robin Hood in them. Oh, uh, there are a couple things like that. 307 and 107 both reveal the identity of a caged prisoner. <laughs> oh, wow, uh, <laughs> that's hilarious! <laughs> and then there's some that don't really line up with the numbers, but 308 and 106 and 7 have daddy issues. <laughs> well, 6, 7, 8. True. Maybe they decided to throw in a curveball there. It could be with how they're airing, too. I'm not I'm not sure. Like, those, they could have aired on the same week, even if they're not in line with the numbers. Um, so that was Matthew Paul posted that in the forum. He posted a bunch of similarities between the two. By the way, Matthew Paul also helps moderate our forums. I forget to give him credit because um, he does it more and not obsess as obsessively as Jacqueline does. <laughs> <laughs> she lives in the forums. Yeah, I do. I mean, I see her mail forwarded to the forums now. <laughs> her JC Penny catalogs and her bills and stuff. You could probably go to the forums at 3 a.m. on random days and find me there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't realize some of those tie-ins like that with the stories were even the same episode numbers. That's cool. Who knows if that was intentional or it probably was. Well, you know that originally Wonderland was going to be a mid-season show. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. And in fact, the... 
um, I think the CEO or one of the top guys. President. Yeah, president of ABC basically apologized. Yes, he did. And tell us more about that, Jacqueline. It was at the TCAs, the Television Critics Association, I believe is what it stands for, the ABC panel, and someone asked him about choosing to air Wonderland during the regular season. And he fully said that he accepted full responsibility for it being not, uh, let's just say it's a, it was a failure. Um, <laughs> and that they really should have stuck with their original plan, which was to air it right now during this hiatus. And he really apologized for it. So Yeah, I think that would have worked really well because then that yeah. give us something to watch while waiting for Once Upon a Time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it would have been easier for us podcasters. <laughs> well, I kind of liked the hiatus, not having to no, try and podcast from I Las Vegas again. Okay, well, <laughs> as someone who's dealing with the nuttiness that the hiatus has caused <laughs> in the fandom, I would really have rather that people had something to watch once a week <laughs> so that we all weren't sitting around waiting for a single spoiler. <laughs> Because we're all going a little nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, confession, I've kind of taken a vacation to some degree from Once Upon a Time. So, I, you know, like I popped into the forums just a little bit today. And there are, there are like phrases and probably memes and things that have just sort of grown in the community that make <laughs> yeah. total sense. I get instantly, but I didn't know they were things. And it's, yes, there's definitely a lot of... Um, once withdrawal happening. Have you guys seen the the tabloid magazine covers that people are making? No. I saw one of them. <laughs> so it'll be like August back in rehab and <laughs> what's Ruby's moonlight secret oh or whatever. <laughs> using pictures from uh, like just previous episodes and probably spoilers. So but. <laughs> people are basically making the next DVD extras for ABC. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, hey, in the chat room, Matthew Paul mentioned another crossover that he said in the um, third season premiere of Once Upon a Time and the first season premiere of Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, there's a s'mores crossover. In Once oh, Upon yeah. a Time, Henry oh, said, s'mores. are we making s'mores? And in um, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, Will says, gonna die like a s'more. <laughs> well, I guess we know what their snack of choice was in the writer's room that week. <laughs> yeah, I do remember catching that one when I heard it. I thought, hey, they mentioned s'mores in both of them. Uh, because a pond made out of dessert topping makes perfect sense. <laughs> in Wonderland, yeah. Well, here's a question for you guys. Some of the things, what do you think Once Upon a Time is doing better or Wonderland is doing better? Like than each other? or Yeah, than each oh. other. Competition. <laughs> Here's one thing I'll say. I think the music in Once Upon a Time is better than the music in Wonderland. They're both really good. And Mark Isham is an amazing composer. I just Mm -hmm. personally like the Once Upon a Time music more than Wonderland because each of the characters get their own themes. And he's doing that also with Wonderland as well. But I think the themes from Once Upon a Time just sound so much cooler to me. They're a lot more memorable more emotional feeling there's a lot more depth there whereas in wonderland they're a bit more fun and a little bit playful even and that's wonderland has a different feel to it 
from all of that. Whereas in Once Upon a Time, there's this depth, like the emotion of listening to the song that's the theme song for The Huntsman. Right. The, yeah. And the, the heroism that comes out in Prince Charming's theme and mm-hmm. all of that that comes out. And in the Wonderland music, it's good. It is. Don't get me wrong there. I, I do really like it. I'm looking forward to the soundtrack. But I think that Once Upon a Time does has the sound a better soundtrack. I agree wholeheartedly, except I really love the Will and Anastasia theme song. And I think it's actually kind of gut-wrenching. So mm. I that's the one thing that I'm really looking forward to being able to listen to without any talking. Mm. <laughs> Even though it has a voice in it, which is actually very unique as well uh, for Mike, Mark Isham and for this hmm. series, it has that. it has singing in it. So like uh, like it's not words, oh, but yeah. it's notes. Yeah, um, I did like that theme. I forgot that. Yeah. So that's that's one thing I'm looking forward to with the music. Do we know when the soundtrack is coming out for either season three or Wonderland? I don't. I do not. I just saw a tweet that Mark was saying who wants a once wonderland soundtrack that's huh. all i know yeah i would assume they'll be out in probably june may or june this year when both seasons end i think <laughs> that once upon a time in wonderland is doing better at having british accents <laughs> <laughs> why would you say that <laughs> oh no reason Actually, some characters have more than one type of British accent. Yes, they do. And on that topic, if I had to give awards, I think that I would give Anastasia slash Red Queen most improved character (laughs) for the season. (laughs) She's gone from being almost like the flaw in Wonderland to being one of the strongest and best developed characters on the show. Mm. I think she's probably my favorite character. She's gotten pretty awesome. And I know that we discussed this at the beginning. Like when we first started podcasting, we were like, is she, is she like that? Cause that's what they're telling her to be like, because she's going to stray away from that. Or is like, I know that I was kind of questioning like, is the acting the problem or is she supposed to be acting like that? But it seems, it seems like either suddenly her acting has improved immensely or it seems like she was supposed to be acting like that. Yeah. Like the beginning. I might've mentioned it before, but I saw some other clips of her and other things and I realized she's a good actress. So something's going on. And now we kind of know that a lot of the queen stuff is a facade anyway. Right. So it all kind of makes sense now. What about, I know we've got two and a half seasons of content with Once Upon a Time, so factor that in a little bit, shrink that down to a smaller number, and just half a season for Wonderland. Which series do you think has told the better stories? Oh, gosh. (laughs) See, Once is very fairy tale-centric, and Mm -hmm. it pulls in characters from all the different fairy tales, and Wonderland doesn't seem to do that as much. Like, it has Jafar... And then it has Wonderland's characters, but it doesn't really have anybody else from any other fairy tale. And it seems to be more creative with creating characters. So Cyrus is not from any fairy tale mm-hmm. and neither is uh, Amara. Is that her name? Amara? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so it seems it's just different. It's it's not telling a retelling of a fairy tale. It's not retelling and updating a fairy tale. It's mm-hmm. 
totally aside from that. For me, Wonderland uses a lot of what Once Upon a Time has done and kind of just gives it to a new character. So I really, really like Jafar and I loved the episode Bad Blood where you learned about Mm. his relationship with the Sultan. Yeah. But I also realized that it was very much a take on Rumpelstiltskin's Hmm. um, story. Yeah. The daddy issues. And if you looked at Jafar's two centrics of the season so far, they were actually mirror images of the first two centrics we got of Rumpel in season one, where in the serpent, you thought that Jafar was just a flat out bad guy. And then in his very next centric, you learn about his very tragic backstory. Hmm. And it was the same with Rumpel with Price of Gold and uh, hmm. Desperate Souls. The stories in Wonderland are really good, but they're also just repackaged stories from Once Upon a Time. <laughs> Interesting. I think I side with Aaron on this. That I would say, as far as story development, I would say that Wonderland has done a little bit better. Because Once Upon a Time seems to keep adding unnecessary details to some of the stories, I think. Like, I don't want to keep seeing Regina trying to kill Snow. We've seen that happen enough times. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I had enough of that with the whole Medusa thing. Well, once upon a time proper is suffering a little bit from being an older show mm-hmm. and having to find new ways to bring out details that they either want to or that they are adding. And so they have to kind of retell or reuse some themes. Wonderland, everything's new, and yet somewhat similar sometimes to once. Uh, I think it's, I think Wonderland's telling a more cohesive story in a way, but it is still new. Once upon a time, season one was very, I mean, it had its wandering moments, but (laughs) it still told a more cohesive story Mm -hmm. and Wonderland was planned that way from the beginning. So they're doing that, but I realize I'm not, I don't love the story as much as most of the stories in Once Upon a Time. I agree with that. I mean, with Wonderland, the first three episodes for me were really shaky and it got better as it, as we went along. And by the end of this first half of the season, I really enjoyed the show, but with Once Upon a Time proper, I mean, it's like it grabbed you from that very first moment Mm -hmm. from the trailer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And then Once Upon a Time is telling many, many stories because there are many, many characters and they keep introducing new characters into the story mm-hmm. and taking out other characters. Whereas mm-hmm. Once Upon a Time in Wonderland has had the same characters. For the most part. Yeah. They're yeah. starting to have some people come out of left field like Lizard. But oh, like, I like Liz. Well, I think it's it's one of those supporting characters. Or like the, yeah. the ugly guy. Um, I, f- I forget his name. Grendel? Right? Yeah, Grendel. Oh. Um, and how, Silver Mist. Yeah. Silver. Oh, yeah, yeah. So these, these side characters, supporting characters mm-hmm. for a particular episode, but they don't focus on those characters and tell a story about those characters right. very much. Like, they don't give that as the flashbacks. Right. They're just there to help the main story move along some more. So Wonderland, I see, is telling one story that's two fairy tales merged together, but it's one basic story. Whereas Wonderland, Once Upon a Time is telling many stories mm-hmm. merged together. Now, season three of Once Upon a Time, I think, has done better right. with at least oh, the yeah. modern day that they're telling a single story 
Well, yeah. actually throughout Once Upon a Time in the modern day, they've been telling a single story. But some of the background in season three, I thought was focusing a bit too much on some of the side characters. It's like... Great, but still not the main characters. That's the thing. Yeah. Season one was like one story told over 22 episodes, which is a lot of episodes. Season two was like, I mean, I I think looking back now and based on comments they've made was sort of like, huh, don't really get to do the pan thing. Let's do this. Oh, wait. Yes, we do. Let's try to course correct. And so it was just sort of everywhere. And then three is like sort of two connected focus stories, which is perfect. I love it. I think the difference, too, is if Lizard had been a character that appeared in Once Upon a Time, in the very first episode she appeared, we probably would have gotten the backstory. Like, that's what it's been like with Cinderella. You know Mm. what I mean? Like, they kind of bring people in just for one kind of backstory that kind of works with the main point of the flashbacks, but kind of doesn't, right? Like, that. Cinderella is the example that I can think of, but well, they did that really well in season one of once upon a time, like with Cinderella, where her story is actually, it's a reflection on rumple. It's Rumpel's story as well. But then in season two of once upon a time, you had kind of these stories that didn't connect fully to our main characters. And the one I can think of is tiny (laughs) where it was about a care, a very, very one-off character and then the dead twin brother of a main character. <laughs> dude. So, dude, yes. <laughs> there, so that was a problem that season two had. Any other thoughts on which show is doing something better than the other? I've, I've got something <laughs> fun for you guys. Oh, great. Okay. Trivia? Is it trivia? A little bit. It's a cage fight. <laughs> what? <laughs> in a fight, in a cage fight, who do you think would win... Cyrus or Prince Charming, and why? Cyrus, he's got magic, but he can't use it. Right, (laughs) like he can't use his like he can't use magic without without somebody wishing it. Cyrus might win because if Charming (laughs) took a swing at him, all he'd have to do is turn sideways, and because his character is kind of two dimensional, Charming (laughs) would miss. (laughs) But Charming killed a dragon. No, yeah. he but that dragon had more to come and then chop up his head. <laughs> wow, I'm just kidding. I I like Cyrus. I just think that they haven't even gotten to most of his character development yet, so it's a little too soon to judge. I really, agree. even the fighting probably because mostly what we've seen him do is sit in a cage. He <laughs> he can fight pretty well, but then he did kind of go over an infamous cliff. So <laughs> there's that. I, I would know. say so. Maybe um, Cyrus, if he had a twin, could win. Okay. Cyrus or Charming? <laughs> Jacqueline? Cyrus. Jeremy? Charming. Aaron? Charming. I say Cyrus. Oh. Yes. We're tied. Why? I think I Cyrus is a bit more clever. I mean, look at what he did huh. with the bone. Yeah. And... Yeah, he he knows Don't magic, bring but up doesn't that really use it. Stupid bone. That was <laughs> and, the. <laughs> and he's had a lot more experience. Okay, we're tied on here. What about this? <laughs> Who do you think would win in a fight between Emma and the Red Queen? Emma, oh, that, I did not want you to do that, <laughs> Emma. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Jafar and Rumble. 
So oh Emma my. and the Red Queen. I think Emma. Mm-hmm. Why? Because she's my favorite. Because we know her better. <laughs> she's the savior. She's the she's most powerful, savior. magical creature in existence. So Jacqueline, you're saying Emma too? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy? Because Red Queen is kind of nice, maybe, at heart. And so if they were fighting, she wouldn't really have anything to draw on. And I feel like Emma would just end up with her hand around her throat. And 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 she'd just be like, sister. And then that, you know, it'd be over. And yeah. I would like to see some banter between them, though. I think that would be funny. It would probably be more like, darling, where did you get that red jacket? <laughs> wanted you to fall over the cliff i'd push you <laughs> i think emma too would win what about okay Uh-oh. jacqueline this is yours rumple okay. versus jafar well they both have that whole not being able to die thing going for them <laughs> i think rumple would wipe the floor with jafar. but I do, I do think rumple would win i i have to go with rumple i mean come on it's me. I have to go with Rumpel. Jafar can barely defeat Alice. Hmm. Like, <laughs> uh, that's because Alice is clever. It's not like a magic battle. This would be a a hands-down magic battle. Jafar's got that serpent. Yeah. But Jafar can fly. His ex-girlfriend. You know, I wouldn't put it past Rumpel to be able to fly. He can teleport. Yeah. In color to a black and white world. <laughs> No, he needs the Hatter for that, remember? Oh, okay, well. So he's also got more friends than Jafar. Yeah. Well, I say friends. Well, Rumpel has people he loves. Jafar is keeping the one person he loves in a cage. (laughs) And the other person he kind of liked. (laughs) He can't escape. Yeah. 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 It sounds like we're unanimous here. Rumpel <laughs> would win. What about Alice versus Snow White? Why would they be fighting? <laughs> Ignore that fact, okay? Ignore the fact that Batman I'm and Superman thinking, would somehow fight I mean, either. Alice against Emma and Regina against Red Queen. <laughs> Why do we want to see everybody fighting? <laughs> Just for the fun of it. Oh. So, okay. Alice versus Snow. I can't wow. even see. I think they would just both, they'd so look at each other, they'd make those faces, and they'd hold up their weapons, and then they'd be like, I'm sorry, and they'd put their weapons down and they'd hug. That's what would happen. Be. Yep. I could see Snow doing that. I can't see Alice doing that. Well, it depends on what's going on. Okay, imagine they brutally offended each other. They How accidentally they killed the other's love. Yeah. Um. Snow, Snow is holding Cyrus hostage, and Alice yeah. has Prince Charming. Snow's dead. Yeah. I agree. Snow's nice, and Alice has forgiveness issues. Remember, though, when Snow almost killed Mulan because she was going <laughs> to stop her from getting back to Prince Charming? Yeah. <laughs> I still think Alice, though. <laughs> yeah, I would vote Alice as well. Yeah, yep. she's tougher. Yeah. So it sounds like we have a mix here of some of the once characters, maybe being stronger than and in a fight 
stronger than some of the Wonderland characters. We would love your feedback. Please comment on the show notes. <laughs> Oncepodcast.com slash 131. Let us know who you would think would win in one of these fights and suggest other <laughs> fighting pairs together. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's move on with uh, some more serious stuff. But before we do, big thank you to George19911 <laughs> and Red Wilson for leaving kind reviews for us in iTunes. We really appreciate the reviews. They help encourage us and they help other people find the podcast. If you haven't reviewed either our Once Podcast or our Wonderland Podcast, please do that by going to oncepodcast.com slash iTunes or wonderlandpodcast.com slash iTunes. You can also subscribe while you're there. Mark the other ratings and reviews as helpful. And that would be great. And it helps other people find the podcast, especially important as the shows are coming back. We want to get it back onto that top list, the what's hot list, and get more people checking out the podcast. Cheshire Cat versus Pongo. (laughs) Cheshire Cat. Cheshire Cat. (laughs) It'd be one bite. Or... Cheshire Cat versus Maleficent. Yes. <laughs> dragon Maleficent, I take yes. it. Yes. Dragon Maleficent. <laughs> yes. What about Hugo? Or like Tiny versus, <laughs> versus um, what's his face? The guy in... Oh, the guy. Grendel, the Grendel. Oh, oh. the Grendel. <laughs> hmm. The Grendel yes. is just misunderstood. <laughs> so is the giant. Yeah, but he's big. (laughs) (laughs) All right. How about some general reactions and theories of what might be going on in the future? Uh, Jacqueline, I'll let you start off with this. Oh, okay. So one of our users, um, Corbin, has this really interesting idea that Jefferson got his hat from the White Rabbit because they can kind of essentially do the same thing. They can jump between worlds. Hmm. And I would, I would like to see Jefferson come into this story besides a mention, but Sebastian Stan is just so busy. Doing what? Because I don't see him anywhere. <laughs> he's, on theater. he's in theater, so oh. he has like eight shows a, a week. Oh, well, that explains it. Now I'm just depressed about my life. And he's also theater. <laughs> doing the whole publicity stunt for Captain America because he's like the villain in that or something. I've always wondered why Jefferson's hat has the rule about however many go in have to come back out. But I still thought that was not a rule. Oh, but the white rabbit's portals don't seem to have that same. That's true. Limitation. Well, I could see that if the rabbit made the hat, the original magic hat, maybe he um, put that restriction on it. But then doesn't the looking glass also have the same restriction? Well, um, no. All we knew is that it was the hat's rules. That's what Jefferson said is it's the hat's rules. He didn't say it's the looking glass's rules. And even when Regina sent Hook to get Cora, she used (laughs) the hat to do it. And, you know, Cora was pushed through the looking glass. And Will and Anastasia went through a looking glass. And we hear nothing about who, how many have to come back through or anything like that, or how they have to even come back. Yeah, I like that theory. And the rabbit um, makes the portals by spinning his hands around a point, digging a hole that way. And the hat has to be spun for it to make a portal. 
Well, mm-hmm. portals are best made roundish. So <laughs> it'd be really strange if he's like, "Look, I drew a hexagon. Now you can now you can go. Oh crap, that one side is a little gimpy. The portal did not form." So just kind of spinning is definitely better. <laughs> and rumble spins too. Just in a different Oh my. <laughs> yes, He's been he looking for portals for a while. That's true. He was trying to make one with his spinning wheel. <laughs> huh. Oh, by the way, um, I see here on our list, this is a forum post that I'd wanted to find as well, but uh, either one of you put this in our notes because you're so much more in touch with the forms. But one of the other <laughs> things in talking about the versus stuff, who would win the best parent of the year? The Sultan, <laughs> Peter Pan, or Cora? Is this an ironic parent of the year? No, the actual <laughs> forum thread was who's the worst parent. Oh, okay. And it was actually a very interesting conversation because we all immediately discounted Cora because she's evil. But she has no heart. And the second she got it back, she does love Regina. Yeah. So it came down to Pan versus the Sultan. And, um, for example, Obi's girl, uh, you know, kept saying um, to me, (laughs) the Sultan killed Jafar. (laughs) There's no getting past that. (laughs) Because I think it's Pan. Because Pan doesn't just want to hurt Rumpel, he wants to kill those that Rumpel loves. Hmm. So, yeah. yeah. It was a bit of an interesting conversation. I like that line of thought. It's true. What can trump a parent killing their child? Well, trying to kill everyone their child loves as well. (laughs) I think that gets worst. And the Sultan, I mean, he's a very horrible human being, but He's a good parent to his other child. He wasn't so much anti-children as so much as he was anti-Jafar. Right. He did. And he was trying to protect his kingdom, right? Mm. Yes. And his own reputation. Right. Not that I support what he did in any way. <laughs> <laughs> I just sounded like I was defending him. He was trying I'm not. to protect his kingdom. So, I mean, what's, you know, a little but this murder. whole show is like the gray, right? Here's yeah. the gray. Yeah. Here's, feel sorry for Regina because this is what she went through. Feel mm-hmm. sorry for Cora. No, no, don't feel sorry for Cora. But, like, you know what I mean? It's always the gray. And so that's kind of how we, we've been trained to think for the last three seasons. That's right. true. So. The Sultan is motivated by something that's not selfish. Pan is just selfish, selfish. horrible, evil little thing. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully gone. Hopefully. Yeah. It's my prediction. Well, speaking of predictions, so Will is somewhere we don't know. Jafar still wants the genie. Now Cyrus is no longer the genie. Cyrus and Alice are together. That's Wonderland. And in... Once upon a time, everyone except Emma and Henry are in Enchanted Forest. Something happens. Hook somehow makes it back and tells Emma that her family is in trouble. Marty! And so that's <laughs> what's going on in Once Upon a Time. Where do you think this is going to go from here? Do you think the stories will cross over in any way from here? I think probably only in flashbacks. 
if at all, and just with non-top build characters. Mm. Um, like, I cannot picture Emma, Snow, Regina, any of them being in a crossover and vice versa. Um, but I do still have hope of seeing Barbara Hershey and or Sebastian Stan mm. in Once Wonderland. Yeah. I can see Rumpel or Regina in a Wonderland flashback, but that's probably about it. What if Cyrus or what if Jafar gets the genie somehow gets a lot of this power and causes whatever really bad thing happened in Enchanted Forest with um, Regina and everyone else back in Enchanted Forest? But the really oh oh well, I don't think it's likely. Problem, yeah, the only problem with that is there not everybody is watching wonderland that watches once upon a time yeah it could be passed off in a way that he's a standalone character if you're just watching once like they could do it without implying any further story that has to be revealed like with maleficent yeah oh yeah yeah because who if you're just watching wonderland who cares what else maleficent Mm -hmm. has done in Once Upon a Time. Right. So they can reference her and have her voice and whatnot. And there are ways that they could even use some of the main characters in one of the other shows for the fans of both shows. Right. But yeah. for the fans that are just of that show, it's still a good character to bring in for a certain story and then take out. And let's face it, there have been other shows that have done crossovers that really were not very fun for those of us who only watched one of the shows. I can think of a few. So just because it would be kind of annoying doesn't mean they won't do it. (laughs) They could do a whole two-parter where it's like they can either bring characters from one to the other, or I've even seen shows where they're like, part one is this show, part two is this other show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 Buffy and Angel did that. Yeah, Mm. they did. Frequently. Well, the consensus seems to be that if there has to be any more crossover... They want, most people want Will to move over to Once Upon a Time permanently. Yeah. He seems to be the fan favorite. And so I would like, yeah, yeah, I would like to see him on Once Upon a Time. I think if he moves over, then so does Anastasia because everybody has to have a happy ending. (laughs) Well, that's true. But I, I can tell you that a lot of people on the forums are not so keen on the Will and Anastasia ship. They would actually rather see him with Blizzard. That's weird. <laughs> Since she's only been in one episode. I'm, I'm telling you people, I love you, but you think too much about ships. <laughs> to the point where it makes your heads a little crazy. Oh, Jeremy, <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> Lizard, like, why would you want to see him? We don't know Lizard. We don't, we, <laughs> I don't, I can't approve her for him. <laughs> He's supposed to be with Anastasia. (laughs) Something about crossovers, though, that I wanted to mention is just that it seems (laughs) like they're really one-sided. So there has been a couple mentions, like they talked about Hatter. Um, They started the whole series of Wonderland in Storybrooke um, Mm. with that scene. Will has made the comment like, oh, Granny's going to kill me because I have her keys still, which is 
goes back to the first episode, but then they haven't, like, I was kind of disappointed there wasn't, like, a reciprocal mention on Once Proper. Like, it could have just been, like, Granny sweeping up the floor or something in the background because Sweeping the up the opened. hole in the floor? Yeah. <laughs> that, like, that really bothers me. So, like, there's nothing about it. And so, um, like, I realized Granny hasn't really been in Once Proper. Yeah. Storybrooke was hardly in it for a long time. Yeah. This year. So they I guess that could have all happened <laughs> when we weren't looking. Because we were in Neverland. But then why why? <laughs> <laughs> what else do you think is coming for either show, just even individually, as we are wrapping down, we assume the end of the series for Wonderland. And the end of season three for Once Upon a Time. But we've got a lot of stuff to cover with Once Upon a Time. I, we'll have some spoilers in just a little bit, so you'll actually hear what is coming. But what do you think are some of the things that we're going to hit theory-wise? How do you think this will all end? Well, I think Jafar will be defeated. And I think his defeat is going to look a lot like Disney's Aladdin, where they don't actually kill him but they turn him into a genie somehow and he gets cast off somewhere. So that way, in case they ever do want to use him again for once upon a time, they can. Hmm. I do feel like there might be a little bit of a search for Will's heart only because they've mentioned it so many times, but I cannot think of what context they would ever need to find his heart in other than just that he doesn't have one. Hmm. Jeremy, what do you think? Maybe finding his heart is a way of finding him. I'm sure they could pull that out of somewhere. You just be like, if we find his heart, it can lead us to him because now they don't know where he is. True. So it feels like the next half of the season of Wonderland is going to focus on finding Will. Then again, it could just be a couple episodes. So that's a little hard to say. Yeah. Because I guess they probably still have another... Well, we don't know how many episodes, do we? No, there's For 13. Wonderland, 13. More? Mm-hmm. No. No, 13 total. Oh. So we're up to episode... What did we finish? Nine? Eight. Eight. Okay. Yeah, so we've got five more episodes. Oh, wow. Okay. Well. Yeah. That actually is comforting. Because <laughs> I can't imagine how much more... They promised to tell one story in this season, and I couldn't imagine... 11 more episodes of the same story. I think one of our main characters might die, but it will be okay because. <laughs> well, well, thank you for comforting us ahead of time. They will, <laughs> they will sacrifice themselves for someone else. I see. No, I haven't said about wonderland or once upon a time. <laughs> I know, right? I haven't said for a specific reason <laughs> because, um, I don't know which one. There are so few <laughs> main characters in Wonderland that, I mean, if you're going to kill someone, it seems like Jafar would be the one that they would kill off. But I like the idea of the punishment similar to Aladdin. And uh, in Once Upon a Time, though, they do have a lot of main characters. They could kill off many, many of them or any one of them, anyone that they just 
don't need anymore they could kill off that was an important character for a while, like Neil. Some maybe. would say they just did that, Excuse but me. nobody believes what? that. Daniel? Daniel? <laughs> okay, I need to like defend my second favorite character here. <laughs> he's the father of Henry. Yeah. Well, and I'm not saying he's not important, but that they might kill him off thinking that, well, for the future of the story, he's no longer important because he and Emma have met they've made up sort of and kind of <laughs> mutually decided okay this we're not going to do this they didn't make up well yeah. I, I want you to go visit the swan fire thread when you're done with this podcast <laughs> <laughs> i don't even ship and i a little bit ship them well by, by made up i mean yeah i would like to see them together too because that was their original loves and it seemed like destiny that brought them together and i'd love to see them stay together but it seems like they're going running with this hook and emma connection more so i think that might be opening them up that neil might be one of the first characters to die was the curse broken when hook kissed emma no not even close (laughs) You can go talk to the Captain Swan Thread. I'm going to get kicked out of my own forums. <laughs> Again, everybody could send hate to my Twitter. It's fine. I know. The second I imply that I think Rumple is dead or that I think for the integrity of the story, when you appear to kill someone, they should be dead. People seem to say... Jeremy hates Rumpelstiltskin. How could you? He's the best actor, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, never said that. Never said that. Listen to what I say. Yeah, we we really like these characters that we've seen. We like the actors. We like the storylines. I'm typically when we theorize, we're talking about the storyline and what might move the storyline along in cool ways or interesting ways and which direction does the storyline seem to be going. I try to stay out of the whole shipping thing as passionately as some people are and <laughs> saying, you know, this person must be together. And if they aren't, I'm going to go sit in a corner, throw mud on myself and cry. Or <laughs> <laughs> You're not actually exaggerating those. <laughs> or, or I'm already sitting in a corner throwing mud on myself and crying because the show isn't on and I'm not seeing them together. <laughs> My my most passionate ship that I'm going to hold on to until I die is Henry Bond. Wow. Henry and Cinnabon. It's longer now. It's It's like Henry Bond dogs uh, more. Uh Uh-oh. I don't even know what's happening anymore. Wow. (laughs) I have one announcement we should probably mention before we move on. ABC is going to be handling their online streaming of shows a little bit differently oh, yeah. this year. So basically there's, I suppose, an eight-day delay, which means if you miss an episode of Wonderland or Once, you can't see the one you missed before the next new one airs, which stinks, basically. Yeah, that's silly. So you either have to watch all when they broadcast or watch all online or purchase an episode, basically, because right. I'm sure it'll be available in the various online stores. Yeah, like Amazon the next day. and iTunes. Mm-hmm. 
So you could do that if you miss one and you just really want to see it before the next one airs. Or you can watch them all online, but you'd be like a week behind everybody. Um, So that's unfortunate. But that is something to keep in mind. You can't just, if you're... If you're working or you're busy and you can't watch when one of the shows airs, you can't just catch it on Hulu the next day or on ABC.com. Well, but here's the partially confusing part, or maybe this has changed. Okay. It's only with some internet service providers. Well, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think you what it is is that if you are a subscriber to certain cable and maybe satellite providers you actually can still see it the next day on hulu and abc you just have to log in yeah it's not so much your internet provider it's if you're a member if you're a subscriber of one of these cable services or dish services you can log in and Mm -hmm. still see it but they're not they're not even available they don't even have a complete list so it's not just like locally in cincinnati i don't think that people who have time warner i don't think time warner is one of the providers no they're not um although there is right now uh, comcast is trying to buy time warner which i say is bad 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 <laughs> news but comcast does have this deal with abc so that would be the slight good news uh so it's yeah it's complicated the main thing is it's going to become more difficult to watch these shows mm-hmm. legally and the day after they air and i think it'll be somewhat kind of like cbs had an issue before where depending on your internet service provider uh, or cable subscription if you used your computer to go to cbs's website you saw that the episode was there but if you tried to play it it wouldn't play and it would tell you it was because uh, the content was restricted um, to your provider Mm -hmm. so i think that's the kind of thing that we're going to see I hate that that is happening, but there's not all that much we can really do to combat that other than just uh, iTunes. I would suggest as the place to go either iTunes or Amazon to purchase the episodes if you don't have the ability to DVR them or watch them live. But sad news it closed the episode on that. <laughs> <laughs> I had another point I wanted to discuss if we oh, have good. a couple good news. of minutes. Um, I just uh, always am struggling with the parallel between, so we know Cora has no heart in the majority of the footage, air quote, that we've seen her in, in uh, Once Upon a Time. And then now we've learned that Will has no heart in the majority of the current day footage that we've seen him in, in wonderland and it just seems to me like it's they're totally different like it you would never guess that will doesn't have a heart he always seems to do the right thing and he always seems to like to me you could never deny that he cares for alice or that he cares for anastasia whereas anything cora did like you could never see any sort of caring in her at all so that's something that it, it's kind of bugging me, but I'm wondering if it's like a false, like maybe Will really does have his heart and he's just saying that or something. He has a conscience and Cora was evil. It's what do you guys, <laughs> what do you guys think of that? Well, I think, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you have to look at what Cora and Anna, I'm sorry, Cora and Will were like before they had their hearts removed 
Cora was still a very proud, arrogant, above it all type of person who all she wanted was power. The only thing Will ever wanted was Anna. He was just a very good man, despite being a thief. So even though it's their hearts are removed, I think they still retain some of their personalities. Yeah, to an extent. Um, so how do you think Will will will, will change <laughs> when he has his heart back? Because we've well, we have seen Will with a heart. I think it's if I can find any thread of consistency in how they handle it, it's the ability to actually love someone. Hmm. So will right now can't love Anastasia again. He's just cold to her. Yeah. So that would be, I suppose the big difference. I don't know that it would change a lot about how he is to other people, which, you know, I don't know. <laughs> in a in a real person, I suppose if you were to subtract love, that would include friendship and any kind of compassion you would think, but they seem to not take it quite that far with most of the characters without hearts. <laughs> but as far as being able to actually really love someone, I don't know if we can count Graham because he seemed to maybe hmm. love Emma even though he didn't have his heart. But I'm not sure they knew what they were doing with the whole heart thing yet. Yeah, and not having your heart doesn't mean you're emotionless and you become a stoic because, yeah, Graham had emotions, Will has emotions, and Cora had emotions. (laughs) Boy, did she. Yes, she did. (laughs) (laughs) She certainly had a temper. (laughs) Now I'm hearing her scream no in my head. (laughs) At the burning of the wardrobe. <laughs> yeah. So some, the shows are coming back. Once Upon a Time in, Com- in Wonderland comes back on March 6th. And Once Upon a Time returns on March 9th. We will be back with the regular shows, the regular schedules, all of that when that comes back. So here's how the schedule works out. We record Once Upon a Time in Wonderland on Sundays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, GMT minus 5 while we're in Eastern Standard Time. And well, we'll be daylight time by then. In March? Start Sunday, up. Oh, okay. Okay, that's March Eastern 1st. Daylight Time, then GMT <laughs> minus 4. I can never keep track of when daylight saving time starts and ends. And... Then uh, on Wednesday nights, we might adjust our schedule a little bit, but we're still looking at probably either a 7 or 8 o'clock for Once Podcast. Definitely follow us on Twitter at Once Podcast to see when we're doing it, but we might look at adjusting our schedule just a little bit on our Wednesday nights, but then also on Sunday nights at 9.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after the episode airs for Eastern and Central viewers, we have our initial reactions to Once Upon a Time. So for Once Upon a Time, we do initial reactions and our full discussion episodes. And then for Wonderland, we just do a full discussion episode. So you can send that feedback to us via email by going to feedback at oncepodcast.com, the email address, or for Wonderland, 
feedback at wonderlandpodcast.com. Same phone number applies to both of them, 903-231-2221. Or you can also send voice messages through the website, oncepodcast.com. Please comment on the show notes for this episode and let us know your thoughts on some of the things that we shared, especially some of the verses kind of stuff that we shared (laughs) and had some fun with there. And feel free to have some fun with that in the comments or in the forums. But you can get to that at oncepodcast.com slash 131. And please follow us on Twitter at oncepodcast and wonderpodcast. And also follow each of us individually on Twitter. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Follow me at The Ramen Noodle. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. You can follow me at Fleegon. That's P-H-L-E-G-O-N. I'm Aaron, and you can follow me at Aaron J. Cruz. I'm Jacqueline, and you can follow me at PunkBunny87. And until next time, have a happy ever after. And thanks for listening. Once and Wonderland podcasts are proud members of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to Audible for sponsoring this episode. Please remember, get your free audiobook and free 30-day trial at audiblepodcast.com slash once. And if you would like to donate to an episode of Once Podcast, go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor. For the spoilers for this episode, we've got both Jacqueline and Hunter Hathaway on the line to discuss the spoilers for both Once Upon a Time and Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. So be forewarned, there will be a lot of spoilers here, some recent stuff, some stuff you may have heard before, but it will be great. Hunter is calling in while she has her husband doing the driving, so she's safe right now, and Jacqueline coming in through Skype. Hunter and Jacqueline, thank you so much for discussing the spoilers, and I'm going to let you take it from here, because I don't want to be spoiled. Okay. Well, hi, everyone. I am back, and I've got tons of spoilers, and I'm so excited that Jacqueline's here to talk with me. Have you been keeping up with them? Oh, yes. Uh, Very, very much so. Okay, good. Well, we know that the next episode is March 9th. It is episode 12 called New York Serenade. It is directed by Billy Gerhardt and written by Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz. So what I'll do is I'll first talk about the press release because we already have that information, and then we can talk some other spoilers for you. So according to ABC, um, after Rumpelstiltskin sacrificed his life to stop Pan from enacting another curse, Regina obliterated her original curse, which erased Storybrooke from existence and whisked its residents back to fairytale land, leaving Emma and Henry back in our world with no memories of Storybrooke. But all is not well back in the Enchanted Forest, when Hope comes calling on Emma in New York City in an attempt to jog her memory so she can once again help her fairytale family and friends out in a desperate situation. Sounds good. I can't wait. It sounds really good. I'm very excited for this episode. Yeah. And, I mean, I was really surprised. I don't know if you know, we've got some guest stars in this episode. 
But underneath the cast, they included all of our favorites, including the seven dwarfs should be in this episode. And Rumble Silkins listed as cast show, so I don't know what's going on with that. Well, yeah, you know, I think we are pretty sure that Bobby Carlisle is still contracted to Once Upon a Time. Yeah, so I don't know if there'll be flashbacks or somehow he comes back. I have not read anything on that yet. I haven't read anything for the 12th episode, New York City Serenade. But, you know, we do know, we do have images of him on set for a much later episode. Yeah. But just so you guys know, we will be seeing Julie Morris as Prince Philip, Christopher Gorman as Walsh, Sean McGuire as Robin Hood, Michael Pete Northley as Friar Tuck, Jason Burkhart as Little John, and David Orth as New York Cop number one. So that's who we got this, this episode. I'm really excited that we finally have Christopher Gorham's character name. Yes. It's been something that we've wanted to know for a very long time. <laughs> who do you think Walsh is? Well, have you seen the promo photos for the episode? Because I it, Okay, because it shows Walsh down on one knee proposing to Emma. So, whoever he is, whether or not he's connected to the Enchanted Forest or to Oz, he looks to have a romantic connection to Emma. Yeah, so it's probably one of the ones that she's spent this past year. Yeah, but my question still remains is, does he, is he working for the Wicked Witch? Did he come from the Enchanted Forest? I don't think he's just another romantic entanglement. Yeah, I don't know. Everything ties back towards that, so who knows? So, did you have any other information? Did you get any other information out of this episode? Well, according to a recent TV line spoiler, um, Neil, back in the Enchanted Forest, is going to be very unhappy about being separated from Emma and Henry again. And he wants to immediately get back to our world and try and find them. And it sounds like Snow White and Prince Charming are going to try and stop him because they want Emma to have her happy ending. They want her to have this happy life that Regina created for her. So I think that's going to be an interesting conversation between those three. I, I think it will be definitely interesting. Oh, he also has to remember his father is now, quote unquote, dead. So yeah. he, uh, he's got no family. He, they are his family. So, of course, he wants to get back to them. Yeah, and I'm hoping that um, Neil and Belle will have a couple conversations because, you know, he lost his father. She lost her true love. I would like for them to bond. So we do know this one, these aren't new casting news, but we do know that Megan Ori will be back as Ruby later this season. And Rose McGowan is coming back as young Cora. Yes. We're not sure when Megan is coming back. Although there's a lot of prediction that it's going to be for the season finale. Right, but she has said that she will be back. So that's all that one can hope is we'll get more of her. Yes. I miss Ruby. I do, too. I do, too. Like they always need talk. Right? They miss mention of her, but it's, it's different when you don't see them. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so let's go. We've got Henry, Henry Labati. He will be coming in as Lumiere in episode yeah. 15. I'm really excited for that episode. These, I, I love them bringing in all these characters. So, and then I know in episode 17, we've got Charles Measure is coming in as Blackbeard, the pirate from Treasure Island. 
Yeah, and, you know, given the, the episode title is the Jolly Roger, I'm going to assume that yeah. his connection is to Hook. Uh-huh. And there was a recent spoiler, I believe, from the Hollywood Reporter yesterday that, unlike what a lot of us had speculated that Blackbeard might be Hook's father, it sounds like they're actually going to be enemies fighting over the Jolly Roger itself. Ooh, that would be fun. Yeah. Love to see that. Okay, who else we got? So we know we've got the Wicked Wizard of the West, but they've just cast Linda. It's Sunny Maybray. Yes. I, I know I've seen her in a lot of things. She's from the client list and Angel. Mm-hmm. She looks the part. That, she does. She's got that, like, bright blonde hair. So who else have we got? We've got Prince Leopold, which we already have met him, but we were going to meet his, we're going to see his backstory coming up. So we've got a young Prince Leopold. Yeah, and Eric Lang has been cast in that role. And it's interesting because at the same time that young Prince Leopold is coming back, so is young Princess Ava, who is Snow White's mother. And that's the same episode where Rose McGowan is returning as young Cora. So exciting. Yeah, that's going to be a good episode. Yeah, so that's all the casting news that I have. So, um, we don't know how long they're not going to be in Storybrooke. I don't think it's going to be for very long, and I don't know how they're going to get back, but we do see Storybrooke again this season. Yes. As um, early, we think, I, as 312. Yes. And um, I really have a feeling that the Wicked Witch is behind getting back to Storybrooke. I don't know how that's going to work yet, but I really feel that's going to be what it is. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think she probably uses some sort of curse to send them back, but... The question is, what are the ramifications of that curse? Right. But we will get to meet her parents, or we learn who her parents are, and she has a name, Zelina. Zelina, yes. So, I always thought it was Elphaba, but it should be Zelina. (laughs) Well, according to some people over at um, the Once Podcast forums, Zelina means green in Croatian. So it's a nice tie to the fact that the Wicked Witch is green-skinned. And there's a very popular theory that she is related to Regina and that their names rhyme. Oh, because I do know that they have a, um, like, I have read that she has a past connection with, like, half the cast of the show, which is the way it seems to be a lot. And she's like, it says most notably with Regina. So she does know the whole story, but I do know she has a connection with Regina. Yeah, that seems to be the big spin that they're taking, is that this second half of the season is Wicked versus Evil. Which I pretty much thought was the same thing, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I've I, I mentioned in past um, spoiler episodes that in episode 15, we get to meet Rapunzel, who is Alexander Metz, and they said that they went a little darker and freakier with her character. It's kind of cool. Yeah, um... Keck over at TV Guide had an exclusive for this episode called The Tower, and it included a picture of her. She's got insanely mm-hmm. long hair, <laughs> yeah. like you would expect. Oh, and she's. she's a yeah, I would expect that. Right. And she seems to be trapped in a tower, and that Prince Charming comes to save her. Oh. Well, that'd be cool. Yes. But yeah, so they said that they went dark and freakier, so kind of along the lines of one of the characters in The Grunge, which is, I remember that movie, and all I remember is Sarah Michelle Gellar from that movie. (laughs) 
I've never seen it, but knowing Once Upon a Time, it's probably going to be very twisted. So I have reports that Regina and Robin Hood finally come together in episode 13 and that they meet under interesting circumstances. Yes, I'm excited to see them meet because I think they've obviously set that up as being a big relationship. There was a recent spoiler that in the premiere, someone is going to go heartless. And a lot of people are speculating that that means Regina and that she's going to take her own heart to get over the pain of losing Henry. Oh. And then I think that she might meet Robin Hood and decide to put her her heart back into her chest maybe he convinces her that she can go on very and cool yeah it sounds like they're gonna have some some fun banter as well yeah i, I mean he would expect us considering knowing his character and everything yeah and then the last one i have is someone is going to die like for real on this this season yeah and rose mcdonald has zoom. said that it's not who people are assuming there is so much debate over this spoiler, and it you know it honestly comes down to how you think the story has been told and how the story should be told. Most people have taken it down to three characters: um, Bell, Hook, and Neil. And yeah. Neil seems to be getting the largest number of votes right now. But you know, it, it, I think it could, could go any way. They could push this story in any direction. Yeah, it could be anyone. And like I said, Rosen Diver said she it's not who people are assuming. So it yeah. You never know. You never yeah. know with this show. They could they could kill off Emma for all we know. Yeah, exactly. They could kill off Snow White and they would say, Hey, we told you someone was gonna die. Yeah, exactly. But we have episode titles all the way up through nineteen, so we do know this next one is New York Serenade. Episode thirteen is Witch Hunt. Episode 14 is The Tower. Episode 15, Quiet Minds. Episode 16, It's Not Easy Being Green. 17, The Jolly Roger. 18, Bleeding Through. And 19, A Curious Thing. Do any of those... I mean, we do know about The Tower being Rapunzel. Mm-hmm. We do know that The Jolly Roger is, of course, about the boat. Well, yeah. and um, the recent episode title, A Curious Thing is actually a direct line from the book, The Wizard of Oz. And it in it relates to the shoes, the slippers. Yep. I did read that one. Yep. So, so I think that's going to be a big Oz episode. And then I did find a thing that there might be a special called Wicked is Coming, and it should air on March 9th. And I'm going to guess it's before the episode, the episode 12 airs. So I'm yes. going to get to recap it, of everything that we've already learned from this season. Yeah, I, I think it's at 7 p.m. Um, that Sunday. And it should be good. You know, they, they called it Wicked is Coming, which is the hashtag for the second half of the mm-hmm. season. So they may actually try and preview a little bit of what's going to come as well. Yeah, that'd be fun. So should we move on to Wonderland? Sure. Okay, I, sh- I did not find out as much as on Wonderland. There's not as much out there as one. But I do know that episode nine will be... When is that coming? That's coming soon. Um, but the name is released from the bottle by a lizard, and she is given the opportunity to make her dreams come true with three wishes. Cyrus, a reluctant Alice partner with the Red Queen to find and rescue Nave, while the Red Queen is captured by Seth 
peasants who want payback for her cruel reign. Meanwhile, Jafar has taken over the Red Queen's castle and learns of a fearful creature called the Jabberwocky, who he plans to ally himself with. And Tether Sergeant is going to be the Jabberwocky. Brian George is back as the old prisoner, and Lauren McKnight is back as Lizard. Yeah, and um, some photos were just released of that episode, and we got our first look at the Jabberwocky. Uh-huh. You know, it's a total once-upon-a-time take, where it's not actually a monster, but it's a human yeah. who who looks, shall we say, strange. <laughs> um, uh-huh. She appears to be locked in a sort of cage, and Jafar is trying to make an alliance with her. And she, she looks very creepy. Yes, yes, she does. Makeup artist gets props for this one. And that episode is called Nothing to Fear. Correct, Nothing to Fear. And then we also have a couple other episodes. We have a couple... Episode 10 is going to be Dirty Little Secrets. Episode 11, Heart of the Matter. Episode 12, To Catch a Thief. And the last one, episode 13, And They Live. Yeah. Seems like episode 13 will probably obviously be the series finale. So that's a good title for the end of the series. Yes. Yes, it is. I mean, for I think for what it should have been, like, this has been an excellent season so far. Because it was supposed to be just a filler, and then they decided to actually put it in the normal schedule. Yeah, it's it's been a good season. I'm, I'm glad they decided to do this spinoff. It's given us something else to talk about. Yeah. It looks like a couple people from Once Upon a Time will be ending up in Wonderland, in a way. Um, I have seen that Van City Filming has um, said that they were on set the other day. I think this, this was taken a couple weeks ago, but they called for Ruby. So yeah. With a look, it was a lookalike who drove Ruby's car past um, Alice and Cyrus, but it's kind of fun that they're pulling in these other characters. Yeah, it, you're, like you said, it was a lookalike, and it appears that the pictures I saw, she's wearing the fur coat that Ruby was wearing uh-huh. in the episode Queen of Hearts from season two of Once Upon a Time to help straighten out that timeline. Yeah. And then I also read that we're getting one of the villains for once. Um, and it looks like Cora is going to be coming to Wonderland. Yeah. In episode um, 11, The Heart of the Matter. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to guess that it's flashbacks, that she has something to do with Jafar. Yeah. Um, I think she might have something to do with Anna because we need to learn how Anna learned magic and I think that those two would work well together but it'll be yeah. great just to see Cora. so yeah that's all I got on Wonderland I didn't really have that much the only other things I have are episode 10 which is called Dirty Little Secrets is going to be a Cyrus centric and it's okay. going to it's going to tell the story of how Cyrus became a genie and according to the actor who plays Cyrus, uh, Peter Godot, I'm so sorry if I mispronounced that, he is going to tell us that um, Cyrus was not always sort of the chipper, happy-go-lucky guy, but that he became that way after spending a very long time inside that bottle. That'll be fun, because you always, I love learning the backstories of the characters and how they came to face. Me too. So, I think that's about it. We went through all of my spoilers. Yeah, that's all I have as well. Yay! Well, that was fun. Very. And um, I guess I will be back with my normal segments come the new season, or the second half of the season. All right. Sounds great. Okay. That was fun. Until next time, Monsters, we will talk to you then with spoilers. 